Many of us do overthinking, but some of us do it in a very chronic way and in a very exaggerated way. And overthinking really feeds into anxiety so much that it can by itself create anxiety. Welcome to the Mind Over Body podcast. This is your host and certified hypnotherapist, B. Thank you for joining me today. excited for this week's topic because I think not only anxious people deal with this type of thinking, but many of us actually deal with it. This week we're going to talk about negative thinking. And when I say negative, I mean negative. It's going to be a lot of unexpected things that you may be doing unconsciously or things that you do all the time. So we are going to dive deeper into negative thinking, negative conscious thinking, unconscious thinking. This really contributes to anxiety, can fuel your anxiety, can create anxiety. So we are going to talk about some different aspects of negative thinking. If you have any hypnotherapy stories, any successful hypnosis stories, any unsuccessful hypnosis stories, I would love to hear your story. Feel free to email me. And you can find my contact in the episode notes. I would love to hear from you. Moving forward, let's start talking about some negative thinking. When I say negative thinking, it's actually a lot more complex than just one-sided point of view. For example, let me ask you this. Have you ever received a compliment and thought in your mind that it wasn't true? For example, just a few weeks ago, I received a compliment about how a red dress looked very, very cute on me. And I thought to myself, it is a red dress, it's not me. So yeah, thank you so much, but it's a dress. I didn't lose weight, I don't look that good, so it is a dress. That's kind of a negative thinking, and I know so many people who actually practices this all the time. We are not even allowing people to have their own thoughts. When they look at us, they, they think we look nice. And we don't even allow them to think that we are nice. You see, negative thinking is so subtle like that. It, you don't really pay attention to it. And unless it comes to your conscious awareness, you may think that this is just the way that you think. But in reality, it's a distorted way of thinking. Our subconscious mind's focus is always on survival, not on actual your happiness. So your subconscious mind will always evaluate things based on your survival, based on your older experiences, how they're reflected to you. Your subconscious mind will create distorted way of thinking that's going to contribute to your survival. It doesn't necessarily have to be the right way of thinking. Think of when you put sunglasses, you start seeing everything with that shade of glasses, right? Like imagine those cute color sunglasses, the yellow ones, the pink ones, the blue shades and the gray shades. When you look outside with a yellow tinted sunglass, you will tend to see things a bit more yellow, right? Negative thinking is like that. When you have certain types of negative thinkings, especially when they are very, very conditioned and engraved in your mind, you will find that everything 
that you see, that you evaluate in your mind is from that tint, from that way of seeing the life. So let's jump in and talk about a few common negative thinkings. One of them is black and white thinking. Everything in absolute terms. All or nothing type of thinking. An example can't be, I've never been successful or I always get the worst out of this. So you see the absolute terms come into play, like always, never. The next one is almost like reading someone else's mind by putting your own reflection onto them. How many times have you thought that, oh, they find me boring or they think I can't say this right or after I came in the room, their speech changed. Unrealistic way of seeing other people's opinions. Unless these people really told you what they're thinking about you, those are just your opinions and they are not really the truth. A client of mine, she came to me saying that she thinks people don't like her. People don't like her attitude. People don't like talking to her so much so that they don't even want to invite her. And as a proof, she sees everyone's Instagram stories as they go out. You know, everyone shares similar stories. So she puts two and two together and figures out that they're all out together, a group of friends, but they don't invite her. This, of course, makes her upset and makes her think that she's not lovable or there's something wrong with her. She started paying attention to this after our session. We basically started challenging this idea. Is this really true? So the more she paid attention to something like this happened to her. Again, I think it was a Friday. She was looking at these people's Instagram stories and she saw that they were out again all together and they did not invite her. So she reached out to one of them and she was like, why didn't you guys invite me? I would have been there. Her friend got back to her saying that we invited you in the beginning of the week and you said you would let us know and you'll never let us know. So we thought you didn't want to come. You see the distorted thinking here, how strong it is that This way of thinking made her forget about a message that she received from a friend, made her forget about an invitation that she received. And actually, this is the topic that makes her upset. This is a distorted way of thinking. At the same time, this is mind reading, putting words into other people's mouth, although they may not even be thinking that. Next is overgeneralization. Think of this like, talking in general terms. For example, saying something like, I am a negative person. They don't like me. Kind of a general term because, yeah, you may may be a negative person right now about this topic, but there are also times that you are actually positive in other topics. Block out and don't see the parts that are opposite of what you're thinking at this moment right now. It's kind of like putting yourself in general terms, but life is so much more complex than that. So not seeing what you're really capable of, it will block you from other possibilities. You may feel like, I can never drive a car by myself. I can't fly by myself. That's a general term too. You can fly by yourself at times, but maybe at this time you cannot fly by yourself. So again, this is a distorted way of negative way of thinking. 
Another one is disqualifying the positive. These types of negative thinkers will disqualify any time any positive thing happens. It's almost like those positives don't count. Only the negatives count. But positives, yeah, anyone can do the positives. An example could be a student who says, yeah, I did get A plus from that class, but it was a very easy class. I didn't even have to study. It was just very easy. So that's how I got it. This can also apply to when you get a good compliment. For example, if someone tells you, you look very slim and you respond to by saying, oh, I'm wearing black. That's why I'm not very thin. I'm just looking thin because I wore black. That's disqualifying the positive. The next one, something I think we do very often, and that's overreacting. Depending on the situation, we may overreact at times, of course, like if we are going through an urgent situation or if something very out of the ordinary happens, we may overreact. And I don't think that counts as overreacting at that point. But if you're constantly overreacting, that's kind of a negative way of thinking. Your husband didn't come home at the same time that he comes home every single day. He's like 15 minutes late and you're starting to think that something bad happened to him, like he got into an accident or something. That's kind of an overreactive way of thinking. Another negative thinking is setting unrealistic expectations for yourself. For example, imagine someone who is 200 pounds setting goal to be 80 pounds. Not only it's unrealistic, but also probably it's unhealthy. Kind of like putting yourself on edge and setting yourself up for failure because you know that number one is a far goal, number two probably it's not good for you. Kind of setting yourself in a negative way. Another example could be a million dollars by the end of this year. For someone who makes zero right now to make million dollars at the end of the year is a huge goal. And it's so unrealistic. Again, you're setting yourself for failure because the goal is so big. It's going to be hard for you to find inner motivation. That's why you're more likely to give up in the beginning than if you were to break that goal into small pieces and achieve every goal one by one, small by small. These unrealistic expectations can also become negative way of thinking. Another one would be blaming yourself, taking the blame on yourself at certain situations. For example, say something happens in your family, something happens to your partner, something happens in your friendship group, and you take the blame on yourself, even though it really has nothing to do with you. And the opposite is also true. Imagine you blame everyone else. That's also a very toxic way of thinking. It doesn't leave you any room for growth. For example, imagine someone who blames everyone for everything that happened to them. How can they look at what they did wrong so they can improve? And finally, the most important one that we do very, very much, and you will see this word on social media a lot, that's overthinking. Many of us do overthinking, but some of us do it in a very chronic way and in a very exaggerated way. And overthinking really feeds into anxiety so much that it can by itself create anxiety. So overthinking is when you think of all the possible scenarios 
that can happen. That's kind of a try, no matter what result you get to be in control. But in life, even on the things that we think we are absolutely in control, we may not be in control. We don't even know what's going to happen in the next second. How can we be in control of everything that we are planning? There is even a quote for that, right? Life is what happens to you while you're making plans. So overthinking never really works and it's a big contributor for anxiety. So these are some of the most common negative thinking patterns. There is one very important way of recognizing these negative thinkings. And of course, that's becoming aware of them. And that's going to require a lot of self-awareness, right? Anytime you find yourself overwhelmed with emotions, with thoughts, you need to take a step back, kind of observe what you're thinking and maybe even classify it. Which box would that go? Would that go in black and white thinking? Would that be generalizing, overthinking, overreacting? What would that be? And then maybe challenge your thoughts. Is this a real concern or am I just making this a concern when it's really nothing? Maybe ask yourself a simple question like, is this thought helping me or hurting me? If it's helping you, you know, sometimes we need to be on the edge to be stronger. We need to have a little bit of stress to perform our best, to be our best self, to be active and ready to take certain tasks down. But at other times, these are just toxic ways of thinking that's going to contribute to anxiety, that's going to lead to anxiety, and that's essentially not going to benefit us. When you feel yourself overwhelmed with a negative thought, negative thinking, you find that you're kind of losing control of yourself, take a step back and pay attention to what these thoughts are telling you. Is it an exaggerated thinking? Is it blaming yourself, blaming others? Can you put this in a box? Can you name it? And after you name it, can you challenge it? Is it true or is it just something your subconscious might condition to? And if so, is this a helping thought or a hurting thought? If it's a hurting thought, can you let this go maybe with a tool like breathing? So when we do this, when we combine this with hypnosis, of course the results get so much better and bigger because there's a root for those types of negative thinkings. And the root is usually in the subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind's way of ensuring your survival whether it's protecting you from some social situations, whether it's protecting you from some physical situations, it is essentially to protect you. But what if we could show the subconscious mind that there is no need to be protected? What if we could find the root of that problem? What if we could start shifting that negative way of thinking from the subconscious mind so instead of constantly battling your own thoughts, you could easily be in control of your thoughts. And of course, when I say it like this, it sounds like this is the easiest thing to do under hypnosis. But of course, it takes time, takes some effort, some time. Maybe you may need to go through some uncomfortable emotions and that's very okay. 
But even if you're not willing to do these with hypnosis right now, you can always do the take a step back, classify your thoughts, challenge your thoughts, and identify if it's helping you or hurting you. And if it's hurting you, let this go with a simple reading tool. In the coming weeks, we are going to talk about some physical things that contribute to anxiety. And these are going to be things like sleep, eating. There is going to be some other guided journeys. And finally, I'm very excited for you to listen to some exciting interviews that I did with people who actually experienced hypnosis for anxiety. I think you can learn a lot from them and I did learn a lot from them. So I'm looking forward for your feedback, for your comments, for your questions, or maybe even your very own story. I would love to hear yours. Feel free to email me at begum at b-hypnotize.com or visit www.mindoverbodypodcast.com.